space yesterday. And then after the space, they sat on a Zoom call digging through like tons more information for at least another eight or nine hours. Like at, at least. I mean, I, I, I'm not even joking. I did a podcast on like I did a crypto podcast and then like I had dinner and like I, 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 I was like chilling and the whole time they were just continuing to like dig and I could hear a lot of what they were talking about and I would pop in and out. But when, when the group that we have put together, right. Um, when this group gets really excited about stuff, um, the way that they were, you 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 know something big has happened, like something really big has been uncovered, and so I could not be more excited, like uh, to to dive in. Uh, I am going to like continue. My uh, saga on finding my used Honda Civic. I'm really excited to like be part of that team and like move forward. So yeah, bear with me on that. It's gonna be fun. Um, and if you have a Solana wallet, uh, I'm gonna give tokens to every single person who posts a Solana wallet down in the comment section. I'll send you some of our ETF tokens. Uh, really did some grinding on it today. I think it's gonna be great. And so if you want to get involved, and we're starting a group chat for everybody uh, who is Solana trading with us. So if you want to be part of that, I'll throw a tweet up here in a little bit and we'll roll through it. So uh, very, very excited trash for what's coming. Um, it's one of those days, like, there's just good vibes, man. And to have good vibes around uncovering and exposing the worst people in the world that, that I, and I, I listen pretty intently on the part that I think you guys are planning on going over here, but right. And, and what I love about this is I think it's going to be a great tease, which is right. I think the people who are listening are going to be a little shocked, right? Maybe not. Maybe we kind of expect, but the maybe shocked by how brazen they are about bragging about what they do. Like in a way that's like pretty freaking wild, and then um, that what? But but I think it's a perfect like uh, tease or introduction uh, so that everybody will look for and help us uh, disseminate the the thread that I think you guys can put together and. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep saying it because I really believe it. Millie Weaver deserves a freaking Pulitzer Prize for, like, the coverage of this thing, the censorship that she faced as a journalist, right? That Again, this has everything that you should be asking for a journalist, like having to face adversity and censorship and continuing to dig and dig and dig. And, right, the, the coordination, the, 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 to me, it's as big as, like, Right, Snowden coming out, or right with WikiLeaks. I'm sorry, Snowden coming out with the right what he revealed, what WikiLeaks is doing. To me, this is the the pinnacle of journalism, and I'm very, very, very proud to be a part of this group. I really am. Go ahead, Jen. 
Yeah. So I, I just want to reiterate, cause like this point has been driven home to me so many times, um, especially within like the last 24 hours is that they have hidden everything in plain sight, right? They, they put all of their nefarious works right out there on the internet where a, if you knew where to look, you could find it and B they were just like they use censorship on us to censor our information they can use censorship in order to censor their information so we couldn't find it right like the kamala harris montel williams scruple thing they had going on that none of us saw before the election and then all of a sudden after the election it was like something got turned off and we were able to see all the stuff that would have been so useful before the election now hunter biden laptop and and now they've given themselves like plausible deniability where if they get caught Right. They could be like, oh, I didn't we put it out there. You guys could have found it if you would have taken the time. Like, obviously, you don't care about the country enough to take the time to go look for it. And and on the other hand, right, they if they would have kept everything on like a, a hard drive or on their computer or something like that hidden. If they ever got subpoenaed and, and, and they had to turn over all these documents, it would have been so easy for someone to find if they would have walked in and swooped up their computers like the FBI did to conservatives. Um, so I just want to like hammer that point home. So like we do a lot of research, but guys, you can all be researchers, right? Get into Google or not Google, but like Brave or like another browser. Um, and, and start looking for it yourself and, and, and teaching yourself how all of this, like what we do in spaces and go find like real life aspects of it. And, and who knows, like maybe we didn't catch everything. So it just needs to be a collaborative effort, just like their effort against us was collaborative. I tend to have this effect on people. Uh, okay, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just like, I'm very appreciative. Um, Dustin, I really uh, thank you for saying those things about uh, my journalism. And yeah, you know, I've been through hell. I've been targeted. It's been crazy. I know you guys have as well. Um, but, you know, when you actually start to realize that some of the same people who are targeting us are completely implicated in this uh operation i guess you could call it that's when you start to see kind of like just how how detailed and intricate this plan was by these people and how they're still continuing to target people today and they're still continuing to operate and act and i mean just even like what we saw yesterday with vivek and how he was basically um targeted with a bird dog operation takedown operation by the sunrise movement it kind of gives you like a, a perspective that you know these groups are still continually planning to operate and do what they do best and meanwhile the biden administration has done executive orders directly in partnership with the sunrise movement leadership and they he has installed um sunrise some sunrise uh affiliated and leadership into his administration so you actually do have some of these people working in his administration but i know that's not some big surprise given that um many of these people who were participating in these zoom calls uh were, are 
we're currently working in our government and are currently still to this day working in our government in positions that they could possibly do a lot of harm um, if they're continuing to violate the Hatch Act and act illegally. Um, and one of the other things that was mentioned in the Zoom calls that coincides and goes along with this uh, is that one of the um, the DHS SISA uh, contractors, um, sh Laura Rahm, she was talking about building out behavioral models for recruitment purposes. And it sounded like she was, um, the way she was explaining, it sounded like she was uh, doing this in order to recruit others inside of um, these various uh, agencies or, or de governmental departments to their cause. So, yeah, I mean, I think that should be concerning in itself if, if they're building out these behavioral models on other people inside those, those uh, government departments and agencies and seeing, you know, testing the waters and seeing who, who wants to join what they're doing, their subversive movement inside government. And she also did say she was working with a team of people inside DHS SISA. Um, so yeah, I mean, it gives you, it gives you a clear idea that this is a, it's not just, a, I would say it's not just a small isolated group that their network is pretty, uh, pretty big and expansive inside many different departments, many different, uh, pl uh, places of power. And, um, and they're probably only continuing to grow, especially with this new executive order that, uh, the Biden administration just did where it's essentially, you know, the American Climate Corps is like a worker apprenticeship program funneling young people through um, this American Climate Corps, which is going to only further train them and indoctrinate them in um, climate change ideologies, Green New Deal ideologies. And then it's going to work directly with these other bureaucratic governmental departments and get them shoe-ins into those um, departments to work inside of our government. And the the Sunrise Movement themselves, you know, in their Zoom calls that are even publicly available, um, they brag about how, you know, they are going to be the ones to usher in the Green New Deal policies. And they were pretty much, you know, saying that this whole American Climate Corps was their idea. That's one of their demands that they were asking for and they got it and they were celebrating. So, you know, it kind of gives you a perspective of how serious it is. The other thing was, is that I did speak with a DHS SISA uh, employee about Laura Robb specifically, and they were, they expressed concern over her activities and they wanted like the videos and they wanted me to kind of transcribe some of what was in there. And then I just never really heard anything back from them. So if I think if Congress is going to look into this, they're probably going to want to also get that those email communications that I have with the DHS SISA employee. Oh, 100%. By the way, um, Jen told me that her point was no longer relevant. So we should Continue on, continue discussion amongst ourselves on this. Trash, I know you've got some stuff ready to go. I'm really excited about. Uh, I want to clear the hands quickly, and then uh, I'll give the stage over to our crack research team. You guys are seriously amazing. I'm, I'm, I've got my popcorn ready. It's going to be epic. 
So uh, Jack and then Adam, and then we'll kick it. All right, yeah. So you guys were talking about you wanted to help get spread this around. So I was uh, briefly t- texting last night with um, about this with James O'Keefe. So I'm trying to see if maybe he, if I can get him to help us out. Yeah, tell him to give me a ring because um, I know he said he was going to talk to me. I I really would like to speak with him about some of the pre the still existing organizations tied in with this group for him to kind of look at. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. I can try to let him know, but he gets like thousands of DMs a day. So no, I'll, just, I'll, I'll just talk to Kayla. That's fine. It, no problem. I got you, Millie. I didn't know you wanted to get a hold of him. We got it. Thanks, Jack. Jack, by the way, young guy down in Florida based, uh, getting involved. Uh, appreciate Jack. I know he joined, with the American mission team, uh, definitely need the young folks out here doing the, doing the work. So appreciate you for sure. And Millie, I sent you a text. If you could respond before I put this stuff out. All right, I'll jump right in. Um, my question was in regards to, uh, you know, I was listening to destiny, uh, Desi res, uh, resin Des, I believe her last name, Desi Resi, either which way. Uh, and she was talking about, you know, event 201 and, you know, how they tabletopped a lot of that, uh, and the involvement with USAID and I'm looking at USAID, I believe it's, uh, under the, you know, the leadership of secretary of state, you know, so that Hillary Clinton definitely had a lot of influence in regards to USAID under 2009 through 2013. I believe she served as Secretary of State. But uh, is there any other connections between Event 201 and the table topping of that and, uh, you know, Norm Eisen and uh, some of these other characters? Uh, you know, that because I feel like that they're the same people, you know, uh, they might be the same people. I'll land my plan there on that question. Thank you. Yeah, I think, like, there's... There's a misconception, right, that it's this large group who's doing all of this, and it, it's really not, right? And it, it's a handful of major organizations, major people um, who who have just come together and, I don't know, sold their souls in order to get rid of the orange man bad, right? That they're literally willing to do everything, but you have to look at what is their motivation in that, is that they have been gaming the system Right. And, and, and when I say gaming, right, I, I can I know for sure, right, that Lawrence Rockefeller and the Nature's Conservancy, right, made my family land poor. Right. When we had that 516 acres up in Lou Beach, New York, our taxes went from like, I don't know, like thirty five or fifty thousand dollars a year to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Like my grandparents couldn't afford to do that. And they did it on purpose. Right. And it's because they own the local governments in order to screw the people. And they've created this vast network of these NGOs where where it's those rich people like the Soros's, like the Rockefellers. Right. And what do all of these people have in common? Right. Oh, if you talk about them. Oh, you're racist. Oh, oh, you you believe in conspiracy theories. Oh, oh, these people aren't really doing it. Then like why every time when I look at something, it's always the Open Societies Foundation and George Soros. It's always the Rockefeller Foundation, 
and uh, you know, all of their green alien shit they have going on, right? Then you have Bill and Melinda Gates, right? You have the Clinton Foundation, right? And we don't even really talk about the Clinton Foundation anymore, right? Because it's kind of like there's so much going on, but Bill and Hillary kind of disappeared, but they're coming back. But I don't like Hillary can't come back now after Bill's been to Epstein Island like a hundred and fifty thousand times, right? So like I don't know of like the direct link like right off the top of my head, Adam, but I can look into it and get back to you on that unless Trash or Millie has it. But I would guess like I don't know. I definitely like to see Destiny like, you know, jump on board uh, with some of these uh conversations and l- link some of the things that are in her head that are linked with your your guys' uh research and uh, I think that'd be great. I sent her an invite, but we'll see if she joins. Did I just hear a smoke smoke alarm chirp? Because that's everything. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that that my brother shoved in the garage because it's on low battery. <laughs> that was me for like months. <laughs> yeah, like I was like Millie, like I know that Gavin can change that battery. Like, what are you doing? Like, I kept hearing it when you were talking. I'm like, Millie, change the battery. <laughs> And what happens is you literally like start tuning it out like you don't even realize it because you're so used to it being in the background so you don't even hear it and then when people pointed out I was like oh my gosh um yeah it happens I mean I took my whole thing off when it was doing that I just didn't know what I was supposed to do with it and then my husband came and put a battery I just want to, uh, Trash, I know we did this last space, but I just want to invite or say hi to the people over on Pilled and QUX and Rumble. Um, we're streaming these spaces to all these different platforms um, because this information is really important to get out. And as you're going to see here in a few seconds, as I'll pass it back to Million Trash to jump us into this, um, it, it it's really eye-opening when you start to realize just how planned uh, this all was. So... Thanks for being here, everybody. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to get into this. I have the screenshot, so I'm going to put a thread together here, guys. So I may go calm silent for, usually it takes me like five minutes to put a thread together. Uh, I'm going to go calm silent. But basically what I'm going to be doing is threading up um, one of the documents that Millie on her investigation on the Sunrise Zoom calls, um, one of the documents that we found in the hub that she has access to, that we have access to, is actually how to, uh, it's called the facilitator's guide on how to have Marxist training sessions with federal employees. And so they've got the entire like session, like how the meeting should go, what you should do. I'm not going to thread like the individual placards that that are there to be printed out. I'm not going to, I'm not going to thread a lot of the, like the worksheets that they include, but I am going to thread essentially how to set this thing up and shout out to whoever hosted it on Google on Google Docs so I can actually link the full PDF. You guys can see it for yourself. Thanks, Walt. And so just so you know, like what this document is coming from, those of you that are listening, this is not something that we wrote. This is not something we put together. I wouldn't even know how to put this thing together. I can, I can do a sales training conference, sure. But a Marxist training conference, I have no idea. So I have screenshots and I ha- I'm going to link the full PDF. And essentially, I'm going to go through and show you guys this facilitator's guide that was in this 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 uh, documents hub that was supposed to be that, that had that all these horizontally aligned affinity groups have access to, 
And in the um, in the document that's going to be coming out soon, uh, what Billy was talking about, it's going to show once you do have people inserted into federal offices, how you should behave within the government, how you should do civil disobedience, how how you should manipulate your bosses and management and and what to do, what to expect and what's lawful, what's not and what to expect, even if you're doing something unlawful. All of this is completely against all laws as a federal employee. But Millie is going to come out with not only a thread, but with videos supporting documents on these people that actually gave the same information to people that are inserted in our federal bureaucracies and agencies on how to be a Marxist and how to upend systems and management management levels. And so she's going to come out with that. But this is just a facilitator's guide um, that was given to everybody, all these affinity groups that are connected uh, with the Sunrise Zoom calls because Millie had someone inserted directly in the investigation into the Sunrise Zoom calls. And we have access to these documents now. So I'm going to make a thread. I'm going to go calm, silent. I'm going to make a thread on the facilitator's guide and then expect soon Millie's going to come out with the how to act once you're already infiltrated uh, within the government. And this is sedition. Uh, a lot of this stuff is sedition. And we're going to come out with it and we're going to demonstrate that these are the guides that are being given to all of these people, including current federal workers that, that are part of this, quote unquote, movement. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to go calm, silent, kick it over to Jen and we'll make this thread. It'll take me about five minutes. Um, I'm already ready to go. But uh, and then we're going to go over the content because it's crazy. It's hilarious. It's funny, but it's also dark and dangerous. Like this is actually happening in real time inside our government. Go ahead, Jen. Yeah, so um, how we're going to run this stage is obviously everybody knows trash and uh, likes to just get through the information. Uh, so we're going to like limit how many people like we bring up on stage. Um, if you are on stage, please keep your mics quiet. And if you have to, um, if you have a question or something, just pop your hand up and we'll get to the hands. Just don't interrupt, please. Um, and then if you're in the audience and you'd like to request, please request, and then I'll start bringing people up once we kind of get through the majority of the information. Um, but like we said before, like this information is really important. So we just want to get through it uh, without like interrupting and getting veered off and all of that other stuff. So I uh, hope you guys aren't mad, but just request, we will bring you up. Um, it'll just be a little while. So thanks for being here, guys. Please retweet the space. Yeah, and just to add what add to what um, Aaron was saying, um, the fact that these people were not only just infiltrating our government and already in our government and you know utilizing their positions of authority in order to um, engage in you know bureaucratic slowdown and gum up the processes and to um, do leaks and do all these other activities in the name of um, you know, supporting their subversive movement that they were part of. Um, it wasn't just like that they were doing it only in the name of some kind of progressive communist socialist type of agenda. It, it was that they also were actively conspiring against the president of the United States. And a lot of what they were talking about was kind of all centered around um, figuring out any way to undermine the president of the United States, which was Trump, right? You have to keep, you keep in mind that they were talking about 
undermining and subverting the president of the United States and our governmental processes to make it hard for him to be able to enact his agenda and in order to allow for government to function to support what he was doing, which is essentially subverting the will of the American people, right? Because we're the American people voted for President Trump. He was our president. And, you know, he had every, you know, authority and right to be there where he was. And that's not the job of these government bureaucrats to try to actively subvert the president of the United States. But that's what they were doing. hundred percent. I mean, it, it was now and what cracks me up is so you see like last week you saw like those videos and this is a tweet I made is like uh Whoopi Goldberg being like he's gonna jail all the gays he's going to jail the journalist he's gonna become a dictator right and when you see it now right you're like wait a second those are y'all's talking points none of that's true and if you think that if you could just repeat 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 especially on something like the view and and you know conspiracy theorists used to be like oh it's television there's programming it really is programming right like when you're sitting there watching like okay i'm gonna be real unpopular right now but like the real housewives of whatever freaking city they're trying to promote at the time right all of a sudden you realize the the problems that you're seeing on the tv in these women's lives like all of a sudden start playing out in your life and you're like why is this happening it's because all you're doing is sitting there watching the view watching all these things that aren't good for you because they're trying to distract you so you won't get involved and change things like everybody in this room has the ability to do um so yeah i i it's really crazy No, absolutely. It is crazy. And when you see them coming out with these talking points, it almost is, it almost speaks to that they have a paranoia and a fear that Trump could possibly get back in. He could be reelected and that they could then he, he could start looking into some of these organizations and people who were actively subverting his presidency and interfering in the election. And if they get caught, I mean, if there's a proper investigation, they could use, um, you know, investigators could use tools to, to do subpoenas, to pro possibly even undercover more criminal activity. And in doing so, that might result in the, the arrest and imprisonment of some of these people who were involved in a conspiracy. So it almost, when I hear them saying these things, it's almost as though they're trying to get out in front of the narrative in order to control the public's perception because a lot of the way they work is is completely around public perception control and narrative control and so if they can at any point undermine the authority and the government which they want to um resist or or rebel against or whatever you want to call it um, that that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to paint it as though he's acting like Hitler. He's acting like a dictator. He's acting like, um, you know, some, some, uh, unreasonable, harsh, um, dictator. That's what they're trying to frame it as ahead of time 
knowing, uh oh, we might get in trouble for some of the actual activities that we participated in. Because, look, here's the reality: you can't you can't justify running a coup because you think someone's running a coup. Okay, but it doesn't work that way. Okay, I know that's how they tried to frame it, but like, it doesn't work that way. I think everybody's busy. All right, let's get. I guess Magna has his hand up. Over oh, Magna, here. sorry, I didn't see you. JP too. Sorry. It's okay, beautiful people. Listen, um, yeah, I mentioned that. Uh, well, first off, Millie's correct. It's a when she. This is a psychosis. These people suffer from. It's not a perception that they're doing. They're 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 manipulating people, and uh, it, it, when we talk about TDS and 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 it's literally become like a, a serious mental issue with some of these people. But I wanted to mention that I was on with that 3 a.m. call yesterday and I mentioned that to you all. But I was on another I was on another space with uh Carolina the other day and uh or yesterday I guess it was uh it was kind of late I guess wasn't it Carolina and I mentioned that uh, she had been out at at the airport and was uh just talking to people from the airport. And I think we got to a lot of people by talking about what happened with Carolina's experience at the airport saying that, you know, we're talking, she's talking to people and that they're just not aware of what's going on around them. And they're not aware of what people are trying to do to them. And it was, that was a good space too. That was a, another space I was in with Carolina the other day. And uh, it was a fantastic one. But uh, I also wanted to bring up Millie on, maybe we could have another space on just the financial portion of some of this stuff and how these groups are being financed. I tried to explain it to the best of my ability and in my notes, but I would love to have another space where I could document some of this uh, or get a document from you all about how some of these groups are connected and where they're getting their funding from and stuff like that. That would be interesting for me as well. Well, you know, um, last night we were actually looking at the financial guide they had for their organization's internal working. So that's something that we could be uh, possibly putting out as well, some of that information, because they really kind of, um, they have everything. I mean, it is just a rabbit hole inside of their documents and their, their uh, I guess, communiques that they had. Um, it's linked within linked within linked within linked. So there could be stuff even to this day that we have yet to actually uncover and find. So it's kind of ongoing, just looking through the massive, um, the massive trove of information that, that uh, we pretty much uncovered. Um, I saw Walter shoot his hand up. I know JP, uh, you've got your hand up as well. Walter, did you want to speak to yeah, that? I was and just then we'll go to JP. add on to the fact that we have, last night, part of the things we were doing, we went through and found an interactive map of the, organizations that they have across the country and there are thousands of them thousands of these people active completely active all of these different groups all over the country and it shows an interactive map so you can go find them and they happen to all be within a few blocks of democrat um democrat controlled uh their what did that what was the name of the man i'm stumbling over my words here trying to remember what we were looking at last night Next to the Democrat voting centers, this is all the same places where their committee meetings are held. These these places were just a couple blocks away from each one of them, shockingly enough. Awesome. Thank you, Walter. Go ahead, JP. 
Yeah, that's that's what I was going to bring up. I, I honestly, I was shaken last night by the by the information that was presented that, that we went through last night because the the level of, of the network that they have, the centralized network that comes complete with financing and legal protections, interactive maps to find your fellow comrades. I mean, I was blown away. It's, it, it rivals a major corporation's network. And it shook me last night. I didn't really sleep that well. Um, I followed one of the links. I was looking in my direct area. There's actually an organization right in my hometown. And I went onto their Facebook page. And I saw prominent people, people that have, are involved in politics from the Democrat side at the local and county level. I saw pictures of them gathering. One picture was inside a prominent lawyer's office that I know, and they had the, the whiteboard behind the group. They had just had their meeting. It was a picture. Went through and found an interactive map of the organizations that they have across the country, and there are thousands of them, thousands of these people, active, completely active, all of these different groups all over the country, and it shows an interactive map so you can go find them. And they happen to all be within a few blocks of Democrat um, Democrat controlled, uh, they're, what did that, what was the name of the, man, I'm stumbling over my words here, trying to remember what we were looking at last night. Next to the Democrat voting centers, this is all the same places where their committee meetings are held. These, these places were just a couple blocks away from each one of them, shockingly enough. Awesome. Thank you, Walter. Go ahead, JP. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to bring up. I, I, honestly, I was shaken last night by the, by the information that was presented that, that we went through last night because the the level of, of the network that they have, the centralized network that comes complete with financing and legal protections, interactive maps to find your fellow comrades. I mean, I was blown away. It's It, it rivals a major corporation's network. And it shook me last night. I didn't really sleep that well. Um, I followed one of the links. I was looking in my direct area. There's actually an organization right in my hometown. And I went onto their Facebook page and I saw prominent people, people that have, are involved in politics from the Democrat side at the local and county level. I saw pictures of them gathering. One picture was inside a prominent lawyer's office that I know. And they had the, the whiteboard behind the group they had just had their meeting. It was a picture and they had their name tags on. There's a picture of all of them with their name tags on. And the board behind them is the talking points. And the top three talking points were, went like this. Trump is Russia. Trump is racism. Trump is uh, white nationalism. They, it, it was like it was legit a training session for TDS. And I know some of these people. And it's, it's, it freaked me out a little bit because... I, you know, people know me in my town and I'm kind of outspoken about my position and it, it's, it's just, it's, it's very concerning. So I'm so happy you guys are exposing this. It's, it's earth shaking. Thanks JP. Yeah. Thanks JP. And if you could actually um, put some of that information out that you found just doing some research that would be awesome. Um, I, I'm sure we could probably put it up in the nest or we could uh, take a look at it when you have time. Um, but yeah, if you would share that, because that's very interesting. 
Yeah, I mentioned that the people in these calls, uh, the people in these spaces that I've been in with, they're asking, when I say all the right questions, I mean, they're asking questions that are, uh, they're very valid. They're like, where do people get the money to do this? Who are they connected to? Where, you know, and all these, you know, if there's some kind of a, a fishbone diagram or something like that, that, um, you know, I'm, I'm from a world where everything is, is diagrammed out before you build it. And so like people get their questions, stakeholders get their questions answered. And these people are acting like stakeholders in these conversations. And I think we need to be able to fulfill their requests. So the more information we have, we don't want to overwhelm them, but we want to get specific. And that's difficult, I know, but we have to do it. Right. Absolutely. Oh, go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, so I've, I've got the thread put together. It's only about five five posts. It's I didn't go too crazy with it. I didn't post the worksheets. I didn't post the um, the placards that you can print out so you can organize and separate groups by by um, you know office, whatever office they work in, or what their what their job title is. Um, but all that is in the full guide. Uh, someone uploaded it for us to Google Docs. Uh, it was a PDF that we had that we downloaded from their from their hub. The official title is actually um, the Facilitator's Guide for Federal Employees. And I, that thread is up in the nest. Uh, it's also on my profile. I just put that together. And I think we should probably start going through it. And you guys can see how they actually put together an entire packet. And this is, at, like, keep in mind, uh, once again, this is coming out of the Sunrise Zoom call investigation that Millie did and having access to their documents hub. This is just one of the documents. And the reason that we're going to come out with this today and then Millie's going to put together another document that is damning. I mean, it, it, it proves sedition, number one, but it's damning. But this is setting the table because essentially what this is, this facilitator's guide, is essentially you can, if you are a Marxist or like part of the movement, whatever, and you can download this packet and it actually gives you full access to hold training sessions with federal employees into Marxist ideologies. And it teaches, it, it basically is the entire structure for holding these meetings. And some of the stuff in here is hilarious. Um, and we'll get to that, obviously. But I did thread it really quickly so we can kind of go through it. It's up in the nest. You can also see it on my profile. And then stay tuned. Once we show you how they do the training sessions for federal employees, then Millie's going to come out with how to act once you're trained or if you are part of this quote-unquote movement inside federal offices, how to actually start to be using um what you've learned and subvert the will of the american people subvert these government offices and most importantly explains a lot of the lack of action by a lot of our bureaucracies on things that they should be taking action for it actually shows it and they actually say how to do it how to gum up the system quote unquote how to subvert uh their own their own bosses uh, within these offices so stay tuned for that but yeah, go ahead, Millie, and then I'll, then I'll yeah. get started. And just to add to that, they talk about, you know, leaking documents, but they also advise against, like, be careful, because when you leak a document, it might cut off our access to, to basically, it, it might stop sharing of internal um, information and other documents from the inside. So it's not that they aren't already sharing internal government communications and documents and things. They're saying, oh, if you leak it, you might get outed and then we won't have access anymore. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a big problem. Yeah, it's a huge problem. 
And uh, Millie, had, you said you had some video to go along with that document. So when you thread that, I think it's going to be a major one. So let's set the table now uh, and kind of give you guys one of the documents that we had access to. It's a thread that I put together. And the document was called the Facilitator's Guide for Federal Workers. And what I said was this is a full document that enables Marxist employees inside of our government to hold training sessions. So if you look at the first screenshot, it actually shows, okay, so a two to three hour session with two guest speakers, lecture, discussion, and action planning. So it says how you set the room up, you set it up with a big circle of chairs and a couple of concentric U-shapes are preferable so people can see each other. If you have lots of tables, you could pre-organize round tables or by agency or group of agencies. So they're talking about you're setting up different round tables of like, okay, they work at DHS, they work at HHS, they work at the, uh, the, the Bureau of Land Management, which important, remember <laughs> BLM, Bureau of Land Management on further reporting, because it's going to be very important. Um, FDA, various different agencies, they, 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 say, they suggest that you group them and also group them based on skill set. So are you a management? Are you just an employee? Are you the expert? Are you an auditor? And you can actually build these name placards to set these up. And if you show here, like this, this handwritten, uh, this picture of the handwritten board, resist, retreat, resign options for federal workers. So you're going to talk about logistics, agreements. You have to sign an agreement with them. Uh, intros, why we're here, concerns, hopes, speakers, Q&A. If you notice, the speakers that they actually had that was formulated on this plan, look at the names. Sarah Sterrett and Maria Steffen. Because, of course, Maria Steffen was going to be a speaker. Because, of course. Uh, Millie, before I go any further, do you want to kind of give some people that are listening the background on Mar Maria Steffen? Yeah, Maria Steffen, um, she, her background is that she um, has worked for the Department of State for over 10 years. Um, she's associate, she wrote a book called Why Civil Resistance Matters or Works. Sorry, Why Civil Resistance Works. And she cites a lot of Gene Sharp's um, basic, basic like uh, revolutionary tactics in her book. And uh, yeah, I mean, she is somebody who worked inside government uh, for quite a while. So it's not like she's somebody who's just only um, a left-wing activist. She has worked within our government. And if you were to Google her name, Maria Steffen, um, you'll see the di different things. She was also um, associated with the United States Institute of Peace. Um, and she also is... Um, part of the um, Atlantic Council. So she's also part of the Atlantic Council, which the Atlantic Council did a bunch of censorship on social media, and they were kind of behind a lot of the censorship apparatus and, and kind of flagging certain stuff, getting it taken down. Yeah, and Millie, just to bring it up to date, um, wasn't she the one outside of the courtroom uh, in New York with Alvin Bragg trying to incite people to come down to the I think Supreme that was... Wasn't that Lisa Fithian? Yeah, that oh, was Lisa Fithian. Was. Lisa Fithian's the seasoned um, radical protein, uh, protest activist leader. Um, yeah, that's Lisa Fithian you're thinking of. Yeah, but Jennifer, um, Maria Stefan, like, remember the space we had yesterday regarding Norm Eisen, Michael McFall, and color revolutions? Maria Stefan, um, which both books, by the way, of Michael McFall and Norm Eisen, they wrote their books on color revolutions. Um, got their, got their, uh, you know, their, their thought processes or their 
their playbook from from Gene Sharp. And so Maria Stefan is another one. And yesterday when we were um, investigating some of these massive leftist, leftist group websites and their organizations, we found another one uh, where Maria Stefan is all over it. And this is a massive one. We found, I mean, alone in Phoenix, I think there was like 27 different offices for this group just in Phoenix alone. So they're all over the country. And Maria Stefan was actually linked to a lot of these groups that we're talking about. So as we're going uh, going over this facilitator's guide for federal employees, and they're 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 actually taking a picture of one of their facilitator's guide, and Maria Stefan was a guest speaker for Q and A in these meetings in these sessions. It kind of does paint the picture, though, you know, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And one other thing, I just want to read from this bio about her career. It says, um, so she worked at the United States Department of State where she was the lead foreign affairs officer for the Bureau of Conflict and Stabilization Operations and at NATO headquarters. Yeah, like Atlantic Council, NATO headquarters. Like, listen, Maria Stefan is not just like some blue-haired goofball Marxist that organizes some groups. These are serious people. And this facilitator's guide that we're going over um, this is designed for people in all different bureaus within our government to hold these sessions and what to look out for, what not to look out for, how to have guest speakers, how to facilitate this. This, I, I don't have any proof that this is happening, but this document came from the same hub of all the documents that the Sunrise Movement and the Sunrise Zoom calls had actually uh, given us through Millie, thank goodness. And these people, there was in those Sunrise Zoom calls, there was people from Department of Homeland Security, Intel contractors. And then, of course, people from Antifa, BLM, Shut Down DC, uh, Sunrise Movement, all of these people were involved in these calls. And these documents came out of their, their specific hub. So we're going to keep exposing this stuff. This is just another part of it. Go ahead, Jen. Yeah. So something we don't bring up, and this is just like a little antidote on what Millie said. Um, a lot of these people formerly worked for the UN and NATO. I'm seeing that a lot when you start going through the bios of these people. And then we see how NATO is acting and, and really inciting World War III over here. So just want to point that out, that it, it's global. It's not just here. And we see it playing out through things like NATO. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And so if, when you go back to the screenshot on, on tweet one in this thread, and thank you to all you guys that are sharing it. I'm seeing, I'm seeing the, the notifications blow up on this. I appreciate it. Um, and it says here, like the, the actual photo of the, from one of the sessions and, and Maria Stefan was one of the speakers. Then it says breakouts, key learnings and next steps and closing evals. So the key learnings and next steps are actually the worksheets so it's like homework that these people are given that, that came to these sessions that are two, these two to three hour sessions and lectures. And they were broken up in these specific groups, depending upon office and expertise. And they had all these meetings and the and how to essentially uh, put forward more of this Marxist agenda inside federal workers, inside our bureaucracies. Now, this this part's hilarious. <laughs> this is one of my favorite. I laugh at it every time. It says who to invite for speakers a lawyer or union leader to speak on federal employee rights, an organizer or activist to speak on strategy and tactics. Ask your speakers how they want to be identified. If they are federal employees themselves, they probably will not want their agency named. Note, we strongly recommend that you include activists and organizers on your panel. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Often lawyers 
on their own will focus on limitations and can be off-putting and result in less than empowering session. <laughs> so basically they're like, yay. I mean, if you're going to bring lawyers, make sure you have activists to counter whatever that lawyer is going to say, like, hey, by the way, this is sedition and illegal. And the activists will be like, well, no, because we have to put forward the cause, right? So it's a counterbalance to logic and reason and lawfulness. They're like, if you're going to bring lawyers, make sure you bring activists too. Right. They're like, don't let the lawyers rain on the sedition <laughs> parade here. Yeah. Um, um, did you skip objectives? Did you read that one? No, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, because it was above who to invite first speakers. Oh, and that one's like right. it's got some really good nuggets in it. You're right. I did. I did skip it. My apologies. Thank you, Millie. See, this yeah. is why I need Millie. She provides us the information and then keeps me on task. So objectives, and this is uh, in parentheses, write these up on a big piece of paper or board at the front of the room for federal employees to know their rights to dissent and organize in the workplace, know their rights as a private citizen, strategize about how to build solidarities in the workplace and build a local network across agencies. That's actually really important. Thank you for making me read that because I completely forgot. Why is that important? Well, because in the next reporting that Millie's going to do with this other document that explains specifically in detail how what what these people can do and what they can get away with and what most likely are going to be the legal consequences should they do something like leaking information or or not being subordinate to your manager or your boss. Um, when she comes out with this, this document is actually going to be quite shocking. Like it, it really is. I don't mean to tease it this much. But I want to make sure we do it justice when we report on it. So Millie's got that. But really I just important. think solidarities, though, that word, mm -hmm. that word has a lot of underlying implications that they're using. Yeah, it absolutely does. I mean, this is Marxist training for federal employees and how to have sessions. And so it also says materials needed, uh, registration, sign-in sheets, clipboard, pens, blah, 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 no cards, whiteboard, flip chart. Okay. So options to consider. Group agreements. This is a brief exercise to establish the norms of the group and consent to any ground rules. For this workshop, some sort of confidentiality agreement should be included, as well as norms about respect. Here's some suggested language. Ask everyone to speak for themselves, as they are, and think today, not for others. Quote, what's learned in this room can leave, can leave with you, but what is said in the room always stays in the room. And then more ideas at the bottom of this document. So we'll get we'll get to that in a little bit. Notice that's in quotations, like basically like they're really emphasizing what's learned in the room can leave with you. But what's said in the room stays in the room. Like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I mean, well, they're kind and of I think they're instructing them to say that verbatim. Right. I think that's like a CYA from like a Norm Eisen saying like, OK, like you have to say this to them. So this way you have like deniability or you're covered if this person or if any of these people go and leak information. I think it's more like we don't want you guys talking about what's being discussed in this room because it's illegal. <laughs> like, I think that's what well, that, Yeah, both. But I think they're instructing them in order, like, they want them to say that exact phrasing in that meeting. Yes, 100%. I'm also getting DMs from some people that are telling me that they actually have direct um, information regarding these sessions and workshops. So 
uh, when we're done with this, I probably will be coming out with more stuff. Uh, I'm getting these DMs right now. So this actually seems to be way more important than even we thought. But we're just kind of dropping it out there. I mean, yes, it's important, but I didn't know that there's going to be people listening that actually know exactly what, what we're talking about right now. So let's yeah, go. If, if you have direct information and you're comfortable about coming up and sharing it, just like drop either me or Trash a DM, let us know, and we'll bring you up. Here we go, folks. Here we go. Let me go back to it because I was kind of off my page. Let me find it again. Okay, here we go. So I left off at options to consider. We're talking about NDAs, confidentiality agreements, and the specific quote, what's learned in this room can leave with you, but what is said in the room stays in the room. Um, there's pre-registration if possible, names, emails, mobile phones, and, and changes case of the weather. Infiltration. Now, this is check this out. Keep in mind that it is possible that some of the people in this room are not there with good intent. They may be interested in inciting people to more radical actions than they are comfortable with. They may be planning a long-term infiltration with a particular group, or they may, or they may just be reporting back to someone who is opposed to what we are doing. The facilitator group, or they may just uh, the facilitator doesn't need to doesn't need to do anything about this because everything in this workshop is legal, nonviolent, and in the open. However, it might be good to remind the whole group that public gatherings like this workshop are not a good place for specific planning or discussions of high risk, risk actions and suggest that when people are talking about a particular situations relating to themselves, that they phrase their question or suggestion hypothetically. Quote, if someone were considering doing X, what would, be, what would the issues be? end quote. Suggest a place for people to go afterwards for coffee, drinks, in case they want to continue on. <laughs> this is so Right, like, like have the more risky conversations afterward on a, you know, when you go get coffee, right? Because exactly. you don't know if there's, there's uh, spies or infiltrators inside there, you know? It's crazy. I know. That's exactly right. <laughs> and, uh, so if you go to the second tweet here, uh, as you see here, it's made easy to hold these sessions. So this is when you're going to set up. They recommend three people configuring the chairs, designate a place to put codes, blah, 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 blah. Right up on the board with large papers and workshop objective, top line agenda items, the group agreements, which is what we were talking about before. Uh, the, you know, the, the NDAs or the confidentiality agreements, group agreements, what we agree to say how we address pronouns, all that stuff. That's part of the group agreements. Um, have two greeters at the door to offer optional name tags, first names only. If you have done a pre-registration, each greeter can have the registration list on a clipboard, organized alphabetically, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's well-planned. Just check off people as they come, and if unregistered people show up, assign them a number in case there's room for them. If you are taking optional donations for space rental, et cetera, have a basket or jar set up by the front door, label donations, preprint the agency names and groupings in large font, and based on the number of each group, figure out where in the room they will meet. So it, on this document, if you look at the full document, they actually have the different agencies within the government already printed out. You can actually print out from the PDF, and that way you can actually organize these people per agency, per, per uh, expertise or skill. It's crazy. Uh, Preprint the snowball and action planning papers or ask people to bring pen, blah, blah, blah. Draft agenda. Facilitator and team introduces themselves, discusses logistics, where the toilets are, et cetera, and reviews the agenda. 
group agreements, which usually last about two minutes. The facilitator gives any kind of caveats about trust and safety issues without going into issues about infiltration and lays out proposed ground rules, first names only, unless you want to share. And then what's said in the room stays in the room unless you say otherwise, any members of the press must identify themselves. And then ask for other rules or group norms that people want and writes them on the board. The facilitator then asks everyone who consents to these rules, raise their hand, blah, 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 blah. right? Uh, depending upon the size of the group, give the, give, uh, during introductions, you give the name, agency, and experience with activism. Or for a large group, ask folks to share the name, agency, and experience with activism with their two, with two of their neighbors. So they're suggesting if it's a large group that they're not going to take all the time to go through and listen to everybody. Instead, while you're sitting at the table, just discuss with people at your table, like what your, what your experience with activism is and what agency you're from. <laughs> this is so crazy, man. Like when we were looking through this the other day, the lawyer thing was probably my favorite. Uh, that was quite possibly the funniest thing ever, but, um, look at what they're doing. Like this, this is 100% designed for Marxist training sessions with government employees. I don't know if anybody wants to add any context to this, but, or have any thoughts on it, but Guys, I mean, it's all right there. And, and, and to remind people that are just listening right now, Walter, I'm coming to you. Um, this document was within their documents hub that Millie Weaver got access to by inserting someone in the Sunrise Zoom calls. So this this document's been around since post uh, pre-2020. But we're just now coming out with it now. So um, because it's not censored anymore, we actually have a place where we can talk about it and share it. So, yeah, go ahead, Walter. Yeah, I just want to add that So for those who don't, haven't read the Hatch Act or anything of, of that sort. You need to look at the bottom of the tweet that is at the bottom of his thread. It actually has a link directly to the Hatch Act uh, section, the statute that says that most of this stuff is legal because the Hatch Act is designed so that federal employees are not allowed to act in a partisan way for the things that they do. So everything that they're doing in this training sessions, these are all extremely legal. I mean, all these federal employees would be fired for this kind of stuff. That's that's why this, a lot of this stuff matters. I just wanted to add that in there. Yes, it's very illegal what's going on. It is, um, you know, I, I wonder if some of these people would be charged with sedition. I don't know. I, I'm i not a lawyer, um, but I think that, yeah, this is violating laws for sure. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Sorry, I'm transitioning from outside to inside. Let me get back no, to my... I think there was one <laughs> sentence that you skipped in the paragraph above about like the when the facilitator asks for who consents to these rules to raise their hand says anyone who does not consent to raise their hand if someone does not consent ask what changes to the rules would help them consent or negotiate a no judgment exit for the person what is this i thought that was interesting because like negotiate a no judgment exit for the person like they have to negotiate this like if somebody even shows up I don't know. I thought that the wording of that sounded kind of odd. Like, what do you mean negotiate? Like, you know? Right. So basically figure out a way for those people to go away, essentially, is what they're saying. Peacefully, right? Without, like, telling right. on them? Is that what it is? Yeah. So basically they're figuring out a way to kind of, like, gently let them down, saying, you know, maybe this isn't the right fit for you, uh, but we do appreciate you showing up. And again, what was said in this room stays in this room, but also just keep in mind what we're doing is completely legal. It's a completely above board. So don't worry about it, but uh, maybe this isn't the right fit for you. Uh, that actually actually be probably a very precarious situation for them. Because again, as, as Walt pointed out, this is a violation of the hatch act. This is 
I would agree with Millie. This is seditious conspiracy. And and again, remind, to remind you, you're talking about activists that are within bureaus of government that are supposed to be nonpartisan. They're trying to hold training sessions for people to convince them to be comrades and in stand in solidarity and gum up constitutional processes, governmental processes, bureaucratic processes of how the how the country runs. This next document that Millie's going to come out with in the next couple of days when she has the video um, is going to be damning. And it's going to show the result of these training sessions. So it's it's almost like they're creating a second government within the government. Um, I, that's all I can say about it until Millie releases it. But it looks like these people in these agencies basically create a, a, a secondary agency within its own agency um, that is 100% in control of the day-to-day minutia. And this is crazy stuff, guys. Like, I know we're joking about it and laughing about it because I can just uh, picture these blue-haired goofball midwits that are in these positions in the government doing these sessions. But it has real consequences because they also do handle the day-to-day minutia of the government. And it has real consequences. This is a serious problem. And they're teaching people how to have these training sessions. It's all outlined here. It's really important to note. Yeah, Patrick, real quick, and then we get back to it. Yeah, I um, I would love to find, like, the uh, conflict of interest policy for one of these agencies and see how it addresses because, you know, this, like you're alluding to, if they, <laughs> frankly, federal employees, I'm sure there's a conflict of interest agreement. You can't, that NDA would be void on its face just because it would conflict with superseding contract with the federal employee would have with the federal government. So I'd be curious if, I don't know. I, I'm going to go hunt around now and see if I can't find like an employee handbook from DOE or something. Well, and the, pro- the problem is not being in conflict. Just, just because this document exists or just because this facilitator's guide exists doesn't mean it's evidence of a crime. You're going to have to attach physical names to um, the, you're going to have to attach physical people of names that are actually doing this within the bureaucracies in our government and then attach it to the, uh, the um the rules and regulations of said said office so that's where it's going to be like this is no evidence of a crime at all this is simply just evidence that this is actually ongoing and there's a facilitator guide across all these horizontally aligned affinity groups blm shutdown dc antifa uh all these uh, and, and sunrise movement all these different affinity groups and 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 protest groups this this came out of their documents hub. So everyone that is part of those groups have access to this. So I don't have proof that this is happening. I mean, I have a reasonable assumption that it is. And this guide is located in their documents hub that Millie got from the Sunrise Zoom call investigation. So this came out of their hub. This is not something that we just like repurposed and wrote. This is the direct PDF that came out of their documents that we have access to. So that's what I'm just saying. How do you spell uh, Maria Stephan's last name? S-T-E-P-H-A-N. A-N. Thank you very much. I'm just yeah. doing some research. Thank you, man. Oh, yeah. Maria Stephan. Her hands are all over Hey, Trash. I just posted the picture I found of, uh, of a local chapter near me, and it looks like it was a training session. Um, I don't know. I, know. I know who some of those people are. I don't care. But you can see that it looks like it was a great training session. 
name tags, cookie, a plate of cookies. That office looks familiar to me. It's either the office of an attorney I know, or it is the office of a local government official. It looks like almost like a mayor's office or county commissioner office. And if you zoom in closely on the poster board in the back, you'll see at least one line says Trump is Russia. And so, okay. Yeah. So JP, I'm, I'm seeing the picture right now. And yes, this is evidence of one of the sessions and you can see some names. Um, and this is from the indivisible groups. So this is something that we were looking at yesterday, JP, um, when we were on our zoom call and I found this link to this group called indivisible. Um, I discovered, I think there's like 27 or 28 of these individual groups here in Phoenix alone. And if you look at the map, if you go to the indivisible website, you can look at the map of all their different chapters. There's there's thousands of them and they're having these sessions. And this is really interesting, JP, because if this is from indivisible group, this is the same group that is connected with the facilitators guide in the sunrise zoom calls. This is one of the affinity groups. So this can actually, you share that up in the nest. Yeah, I have it right here. I'll just put it up there. Yeah, put his stuff up in the nest so we can look at it. Um, oh, and the other thing, like Sarah Starrett, whose name was also up on the board, she was also um, participating in the Zoom calls, and she's an attorney at the U.S. Department of Labor. So crazy. So there are two guests on that one session that they took the pictures with was Maria Stefan, which we all know now. We've been talking about for quite some time. And this Sarah Starrett. That's crazy, Millie. Okay, I think I left off, Millie, if I'm not mistaken, like at draft agenda, I believe. And so this is essentially how they go through. You have the group agreements, which is what we're talking about, trust and safety issues, how they want to identify themselves. If you're a member of the press, you have to identify yourself as a member of the press. Um, And depending upon the size of the group, you do introductions, their name, their agency, experience with activism. If it's a large group, then each individual table discusses what agency they're from and their experience with activism. And then you have about a 10 minute session of airing of concerns. So this is a snowball exercise. Facilitator hands out paper and make sure folks have pens and then ask everyone to anonymously write down one concern and hope that they have going to happen in their workplace. Then ask them to crumble them and have a snowball fight. Keep it going for 30 seconds so the snowballs get shuffled. Then everyone picks one snowball and reads it aloud. When the facilitator describes the main categories of hope. So this is essentially a way to anonymously announce your grievances. And this is basically setting up the activists that are running this. It, it, these, different, uh, uh, these different grievances that they have in their workplace, and it's done anonymously. So these activists then can say, okay, well, this is your grievance. Therefore, this is how you're going to handle it moving forward. These are some of the legal consequences by doing it this way that you may, that you may see. This is something that Millie's going to come out with soon. This may be the uh, civil uh, uh, consequences of what you do. This may or may not um, put you in a position to get harmed. And ultimately, this is a way for you to really get in the middle of it. So they take these issues and then they paint it with this Marxist disobedience brush and then tell you how to get away with it. That's what the snowball thing is, the airing of concerns. It's very, it's actually really smart. Um, If you want to get that agenda, that is. Uh, and then speakers in discussion. This is about 45 to 60 minutes. So each speaker that you have, we have an example of Maria Stefan and Sarah Starrett. Uh, and then the overview of the action planning. So the, the, depending upon a moderator or reporter. So again, this is all just their, their playbook. This next one is interesting. 
and, and basically I have this tweet titled, it's well thought out for equity and inclusion. Do you remember the Democrat Socialist of America video when they said quick point of privilege, quick point of privilege, and they couldn't clap because some people were auditorily disabled. So they had to do spirit fingers or snaps and, or using the right pronouns, like basically paralysis on their own intersectional politics. But take a look at this. So number two, the small group will brainstorm ideas for further action. Ideas to consider. Do you want to exchange email addresses and form an ongoing support group? Do you want to pick accountability buddies to follow up on your actions? So what they're saying here is we recommend getting accountability buddies, meaning we've told you how to then go into action on your grievances within your bureau. Make sure you have accountability buddy to make sure you follow up on these action plans. It's insane. Each individual, write down actions you intend to take. One in the next week and one they intend to take in the next month that will address their hope or fear. They don't have to share it. But for example, one action in the next week could be to organize lunch outside the office with like-minded colleagues. One action in the next month could be for you and your colleagues to draft a statement of principles that you collectively agree to abide by in worst case scenarios. We will share back with the larger group of some of your great action ideas. Wrap up and then the next steps for the group uh, if any, it goes into announcements. So, so again, you, you get accountability buddies, you commit to taking said action. Let me get Chris up here. He was DMing me. Um, you agree to take said action and then you have accountability buddies, make sure you follow through with it. And then also let's brainstorm with the entire group, some actions that you intend to take. Therefore your other accountabilities buddies can also keep you on that path and we can really come up with a way to be completely disobedient and break apart any kind of flow of operation within these agencies. So this is what they're talking about. Chris, I'm going to come to you in a minute, but go ahead, Millie. When they're saying like collectively agree to abide, sorry, uh, have you and your colleagues draft a statement of principles that you collectively agree to, to abide by in a worst case scenario? Is that like essentially, I mean, my mind kind of goes to, you know, if so-and-so gets busted, like an agreement that you're not going to like rat each other out. Right. Or, um, I mean, I, I could see that being something, um, definitely that they could be talking about in that type of a situation that she's describing. No, that's, that's absolutely spot on. That's exactly what I think they're describing here is that to make sure that like you have other people and colleagues, like if you look here, it says, um, take an action of organizing lunch outside the office with like-minded colleagues. Cause the more you can get on that plan, the more interference you can have should something come up. That's, that's what they're describing here. I, I, I think your assessment is spot on. Uh, Chris, uh, Jack, I'll go to you first. You've had your hand up for a while, but guys, let's stay on topic so I can get through this thread. Uh, but Jack, Chris, and then Patrick, and then we'll keep moving. Oh, yeah. I, well, I just wanted to follow up about what you said earlier about just, you know, the idea of them being like, you know, these blue air freaks. But I'm just saying, just to keep in mind, these are very coordinated people. Like, you know, the Norm Eisens, the Michael McFall, they're not stupid. They are, but they are very smart and tactical. Well, they're, Sarah Starrett is a lawyer. I mean, these people are very educated uh, people that know how to try to skirt lines. But then, this, you know, even what they're talking about, when they're saying worst case scenario, um, what is that worst case scenario? Because even in their other documents, they talk about, you, you know, there could be serious, some of these are very risky, and there, there could be serious um, 
what did they say? Repercussions or something of that sort if um, somebody were to be caught. So, you know, they know that um, what they're doing is not allowed. Okay. And then they talk about things that they do that are legally allowed, but then things that they could be doing that you could get in big trouble for and kind of how to mitigate that. So, um, yeah, they, they're very educated and I would not under, I would not underestimate Maria Stefan and Sarah Sturette and their backgrounds and their knowledgeability and that they're capable of understanding and knowing what they're doing and knowing that what they're doing is a violation of the Hatch Act, but then also trying to figure out ways to, um, skirt around it and to, to operate around it and not get caught. Yep. And these people, I mean, and so Millie, and you can attest to this because you've been with me. You know, I, let me rephrase that. I'm looking over the documents that you got on your investigation with you. <laughs> and, and, and Maria Stefan's hands are all over this, uh, Sarah Sturet, a lot of these affinity, horizontally aligned affinity groups, this hub, this documents hub that we have access to, thanks to you, um, it, their, their hands are all over this. And this is, it's a common recurring theme saying if, if we're going to have revolution within these government agencies, we need to be quiet about it. I'm going to get into the Chatham House rules here in a minute. Uh, that's part of this document. And and so it, these people know exactly what they're doing. And to underestimate them or just write them off as blue haired goofballs that's not really happening would be silly. Because I think we I, I think in, in light of us exposing this, if you look retroactively back to actions that's happened within various bureaucracies, why investigations died, why certain things happened or passed through bureaucratic red tape out of these agencies, it starts to paint a picture. So no, I, really I just wanted to kind of um, kind of uh, reel it back into naming the actual names who are involved in participating in this specific um, group and an operation. And I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to kind of go into uh, attaching somebody like Norm Eisen to the direct internal groups and meetings and conversations that we're having. Cause I think that um, that would be improper. Although we could, we could link him to other leftist activities. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I'm not naming that name. No, I'm being very specific. Um, I'm just saying you can look back to the actions within our bureaucracies and you had questions about why something didn't go through. And, and when looking at this, it seems to paint that picture. I think that's all I was saying. But yeah, I agree with you, Millie. All right, Chris, go ahead, get in here. Um, awesome. Uh, see this up again. Uh, targetedaction.net. It'll be one of your uh, linked groups. Uh, so I, this is one of the things that I do. I track down the companies and their connections and all that kind of fun stuff on the networks. Um, so I would love to help you with this. Uh, Millie, I, I've made videos about your videos <clears throat> on this. And let's be clear, what they're doing is conspiring to circumvent the natural machinery of our government. Okay, so right there, big trouble. Security clearances, how many guys have security clearances? Is anything they're doing, I don't know, jeopardizing that? So uh, these guys should be worried. They should be very worried. And if you look up the definition of sedition, um, pretty sure that uh, qualifies. Uh, they're, they're probably borderline coup. 
So um, yeah. I'm more than happy to help, help with all this stuff. And um, you guys do know the the Sunrise Group and the Muslim Brotherhood connection. We don't which way, yet. But, which but, way do you face when you pray to Allah? The sun rises in the west, black and yellow. Interesting. All right, thanks. Yep. I appreciate you, Chris. Thank you. That's interesting. We actually have uh, access to a lot of their stuff we have not come out with yet. So uh, I'll, I'll uh, if Chris, if you email me um, at proton.me, I'll send okay. you stuff. Got it. Yep. I think you've emailed me before. So, um, all right. So on, back on the, on the, this is called the facilitator's guide for federal employee activism workshop. Um, and this is on, I'm, I'm in my thread, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm on the original document on my computer here too, but so essentially they have the small group, they brainstorm for ideas for further actions, uh, accountability buddies, following up did you do your actions making sure that they've done their actions addressing the actions with the group to give people better ideas each individual write down their own uh, individual in action they intend to take one in the next week one in the next month and they'll address their hopes or fear they don't have to share it but for example one action the next week could be having lunches with like-minded colleagues uh, the next month you and your colleagues draft a statement of principles that you collectively agree to to abide by in a worst case scenario so Enabling you guys to uh, keep each other accountable, but also run interference to somebody start asking questions about what you what you are or not doing uh, within your job. And then sharing back with the larger group some of your great action ideas. And then when you're wrapping up, having the next steps for the group, uh, announcements, handouts, what next step you'd like to have the group organizers take. And then closing popcorn, one word takeaways. So people spontaneously call out the one word that describes how they feel now and then they are taking with them from the workshop. Now, they're saying when you're trying to formulate these group agreements, these are some things in optional language to, to use. Number one, assume good intent from other speakers, but intend to the impact of our words on each other. Number two, move up, speak if you're quiet, move back if you're vocal, use W-A-I-T, ask yourself, why am I talking? <laughs> L listen, on spaces moving forward, uh, in our spaces, we are going to deploy the wait uh, protocol. Why am I speaking? Um, I think that everyone that comes up as a speaker should be going under the wait protocol. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, number three, respect and listen to each other. One person, one mic, be on time. Number four, no hate speech, no bigotry or oppressive behavior. Number five, use appropriate language, family friendly and polite. So, Dustin, no F-bombs on our next space. We're using the wait protocol. No F-bombs, Dustin, for fuck's sake. Uh, number six, embrace the work and the journey. Can we stop? Okay. Okay. Can we have a group agreement in this space that we're not going to use the word journey anymore? Can we stop with, I'm on my self-discovery journey. I'm on my weight loss journey. I'm on my peanut butter and jelly sandwich journey. I'm on my white claw black cherry journeys right now. Um, trash, it's actually mob wife life now, so you know, <laughs> big hair, fur, I'm all about it. <laughs> uh, shout out to Kyle, whoever you are. I just got a Venmo from you. Shout out. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. It just came up on my top. Um, the mob wife journey, Jennifer. Okay, so Jennifer's on a journey. It's because she has TikTok. We know she's completely compromised by the CCP. So like, let's just move forward. 
She's done. The algorithm Fuck has her. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone go check out uh, Jen's tweet about her military academy experience. It's really based. Uh, Laura Loomer put out a tweet about Donald Trump going to the military academy, and Jen went there as well. Go check it out. Go share it out. Um, really, really, really proud of her for that. I mean, I'm serious. Like that was that's a big deal. Yeah, I was. I, I liked that a lot. Um, number six, we're going to embrace the work and the journey. So Jen is on her mob wife journey. Leave her out of it. She has TikTok. It is what it is. We're not going to figure it out all immediately. Number seven, especially with a hundred plus member groups. Holy cow! Holy cow! Do they have groups this big? A hundred plus people. Holy moly! And so how boring that has to be. Sorry, Jeff. Uh, Dude, I swear to God, it would take 30 minutes to get through pronouns. They actually had quite a lot of people inside of their Zoom meeting that they had that we captured. And a lot of people use their names or they would use some of them were smarter and they would like put just their last name and they would like one of them put Comrade Loke. <laughs> but like. You know, a lot of them, it actually has their names. And that's why I think that this material could absolutely be used to, um, I guess you could say, it, it could be used to investigate a lot of people. 100%. I mean, this is where the investigation on sedition actually goes. I think it rests here. And the document and the stuff that you're going to come out with over the next few days is going to be proof of said sedition. I think, when I say proof, what I mean is, is that the intent to be seditious. I, I don't have names in this. I'm not suggesting that I have any names that have participated in this. Just because I have a photo of a whiteboard showing Maria Stefan and Sarah Sturette doesn't mean that's proof. It's just an example. I don't have any of that. But what I do have is evidence. We do have evidence and that warrants an investigation. That's the entire premise of this. I'm not accusing anyone of anything. This is just presenting evidence that we have access to that would raise alarm bells enough to have an investigation. That's all I'm saying. I think it's important that we say that because I'm not accusing anybody of anything. And just because we have evidence doesn't mean we have proof, uh, just to be clear. But I think we should know this stuff. I think that people should know this things, these things exist. I, I don't see anybody talking about this. Literally no one. Um, we know Trump put out a statement um, back in April of 2020 talking about this, but that's all we know. So, uh, you know. And then number seven, again, especially with 100 plus member groups, use hand signals, ASL clap, twinkle fingers for agreement, slow down motion and volume motion. If you guys want to see what exactly what that looks like, go onto YouTube and search Democratic Socialists of America meeting. And you're going to see all of this behavior in that video. Like they're so paralyzed by pronouns and inclusivity that they can't even have a meeting. And like their own people were getting protested by people in the crowd because they were using wrong pronouns or they were using pronoun insensitive language. Like, dude, go watch that video. It's out there. I know you guys. Or, or they were like, um, excuse me, can we not clap? Stop yes. clapping. People. Point of privilege. <laughs> Point of personal privilege. Yes. Can we not clap? Because it is um, not inclusive for our. Uh, yes what is it sensory disabled yes. persons or people who have sensory issues yeah. can we use the fingers the silent fingers yes <laughs> i wish that i could somehow share that video uh in the space so you guys really can absorb it i'll uh, i'll go find it here in a minute when i finish with this document 
I'll link it to the below. It is. <laughs> and they interrupted several times in, the, yes. in that video. They're like, excuse me, point of personal privilege. Like people yeah. were getting fully triggered over the clapping. <laughs> I just, oh my gosh, it's so funny. Oh. Wait, Trash is the coolest laugh ever. I love it. I'm laughing to see. <laughs> I've heard it in person when we hung out. It was so cute. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So we're done with the ASL clap twinkle fingers agreement. <laughs> number eight. Now here, let me get into this. This is actually serious. So number eight, for confidentiality, if needed, what is learned here can leave here, but what is said here stays here. And this is a variation of the Chatham House rules. And so I pulled up Chatham House rules just to kind of for, for providence for the space. And the Chatham House rule is this. When a meeting or a part thereof is held under the Chatham House rule, participants are free to use the information received, but neither the identity nor the affiliation of the speaker or speakers, nor that of any participant may be revealed. So this is Chatham House rules. It's part of practical law in UK. Um, I think JP could probably weigh in on this a little bit more. Yeah, thanks, Trash. <clears throat> One observation I have is the extreme detail of the psychology of every interaction that is included in these instructions and training manuals. It just screams Marxism. I mean, it gets down to the very interpersonal. Many, I don't know that we can handle an hour and a half. Who's, who's in the Oh, okay. That's fine. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, Carolina had a hot mic. Go ahead. Yeah, no worries. Um, so. That's one thing, the, the, the level of detailed psychological training to, to both recruit, to reprimand, to keep secrets. This is, this is high level PSYOP organizational structure. And I know that we were laughing at these people and I feel like what I'm seeing is that all these groups that are populated on the local level, they are a lot of activists who have who are, are sick with the, you know, the, the woke mind virus, the TDS, whatever we want to call it. But looking at it from 30,000 feet and, you know, the, the website that we saw, the interactive stuff, the training manuals, but more importantly, the flow of money from, from a major national organization out to all these people using very specific and sheltered means. To me, it has the, the design of... You know, and you, you hinted on it as you opened up. This this seems to have like an intel, um, you know, almost militaristic uh, framework about it. So you, I, I think you've got this large the, the design or the or the the brains, and all these people down below are the useful idiots, and they're they're being trained under these Marxist principles. And it's it's frankly it's just shocking. The more I mean, every time I look at it, and we're talking about it, I'm just amazed. It's almost McKinsey-esque, right, JP? It almost feels like like they sat down with some McKinsey consultants and put together the workshop framework ahead of time. Sorry, just thinking that it, well. The, yeah, and, right and just how do you how do you purge this from your government? I mean, you're you're talking about you would have to have very personal discussions and investigations with these people. It would be McCarthy-esque. It would, you know, you could see the count the protests of, uh, against dictatorship and. In fact, you can hear it all now, but this is so intertwined into our government operations that it's, uh, you know, how do you how do you cure that? How do you rebuild that? How do you correct it? 
I don't know if you can. Sorry about the hot mic, guys. I uh, I was being told I have to wait like an hour and a half for for food in a way. Yeah, listen, Carolina's about to like about to Joe Pesci out there. Someone get her a Snickers before she cuts somebody. We don't need spicy Latinas cutting people today. So make sure if you guys are close to Carolina, get her a Snickers. We do not need homicides on our space today. <laughs> and I take spaces very serious. I'm over here walking around like literally I'm about to just go grab a speaker. I have a, a Bose speaker that my daughter uses to go sing. And I'm about to put it right here to the speaker, right here to this space. So people in the entire pier can hear you guys. Like it's, it's so funny. I'm like randomly meeting people and I'm like, hey, listen to this part. Like they're looking at me like, okay, 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 I'll listen. And I'm like trying to get them to follow us and stay tuned. And I adding, you know, I'm adding people to the back channels. I'm like, listen to this information. Come on, listen. And yeah, yeah you know, we, we really should be getting this information to um, Anna Paulina Luna and a lot of other representatives and that would actually um, advocate for it. That's a good idea, yes. Yeah, I heard Carolina in the airport the other night and somebody said something to her and she said, oh, well then, you know, follow this, follow them and follow this. And I was, that was great. Yeah, we just need to get in front of people and start talking. Right? They can censor all they want. They can, you know, reduce your distribution. I know that trash should have like a times 10 on the reach and engagement on his post because I see the analytics. And so, you know, Millie should have already been like way up there. They, of course, censor so many people. And it's like now we're having to play catch up on not only disseminating the information, but also rebuilding networks. It's insane. Yeah, I was talking to... Uh, um somebody the other day about registering people to vote. And I said, as I register people to vote, I'm going to start a conversation up with them and talk to them and actually register them for on Twitter. I'll register them on X and have them come in and introduce them to America mission and everything at the same time. Let's go. Dustin still is looking for a used 2001 Honda Civic. So. Yeah. Dustin, you want to jump in here before we finalize this thread? Um, you know, he's Dustin, busy right you. now, Trash. You're good. All right. Well, d listen, Dustin knows what he's got. No low balls. He knows what he's got. And uh, if he wants to get a 2001 Honda Civic used, gently used, uh, frankly, I think he should be able to get it. I don't want to hear this talk about 1999s or 2000s or 97s. You guys are commies. We're talking about a 2001. So uh, we um, also, Millie, yeah, we are listed as relevant people on x right now i just sent you that picture so that's that's pretty cool yeah i'm, I'm over here like what maybe this <laughs> information's about to go nuclear who knows <laughs> everybody oh, that gives us a good opportunity to reset the space and tell everyone like make sure you guys are sharing this space right now like retweet the space let everyone know to get in on here and to see this information that there's actually people conspiring within our own U.S. government and also retweet the thread that Trash put on his uh, Twitter account. It is up in the nest. It is like four dots back. But yeah, please retweet that. We need to kind of get as much exposure on this information as humanly possible so that we can motivate Congress to act and investigate. Oh, and please, please tag them here. I mean, there's plenty of people here that you can uh, start tagging your uh, representatives. Just tag everybody, tag them 5, 15, 20 times, get their attention. 
Yes, thank you for that, Carolina. That's a great idea. Yes, always make sure we're tagging our representatives and we're tagging other big conservatives uh, with big platforms and, and, you know, demanding action. Oh, sorry, the kids are in the background now. <laughs> oh, yeah, same here. The kids are torturing me. <laughs> yeah, but that's like the, like the, honestly, like, it, it, as, as an American, that's like the best sound ever. Like, I love hearing nuclear families and kids and, like, taking care of the family. Like, this is what we want. We want to get back to this. No more of this blue-haired, goofball, red-pilled, manosphere garbage. Like, seriously, like, can we get back to it? Bring the patriarchy back. Let's go. All right, Patrick, go ahead, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this uh, thread off. Okay. I have a an angle. I figure if they're doing this with federal employees, they're probably doing it with corporate, like, DEI executives and activists inside companies. Because I I was there kind of at the beginning of DEI in a, one of the largest banks in the world and sat through a lot of the formation meetings and sat on a couple of the boards for ES, ERGs. And these people came like prepared, set up there. And I maybe, like I was looking through Office of Personnel Management to try to find the policies on outside business activities and outside activities for federal employees, and I'm running into firewalls left and right, but the um, incorporate, incorporate, I know for a fact, like this kind of a meeting is a clear violation of your employment agreement at just about any company on the planet. So I'm curious, Millie, like, and Trash, and I haven't watched the videos, but do you get the sense from whoever was inside that there were corporate activists in there as well, or? Um, what do you mean by corporate activists? I mean, that like, there were political groups and uh, political activists involved with these people. I mean, I don't, what do you mean by but like, like people that people that are in there from a corporation trying to learn the same tools to infect their corporation with this kind of wokeness? I can't really say definitively if there were or weren't. Um, I mean, like I said, we're still undercover we're still uncovering stuff, but at this moment, to my knowledge, I don't think so. Um, but what I'll say is I think it's very interesting because I know that a lot of these different agencies, I know that a lot of these different like government departments are somewhat like, uh, compartmentalized. Right. So I wonder about how big of an issue it could be if you have, all these different people from all these different um, departments or different levels of need to know sharing information with this group and with each other, it, it's really kind of going around that like um, compartmentalization and need to know that they create. Um, so, yeah. And yeah, they were definitely talking in the document about, about sharing um, information from internal government uh, information. Can I get some feedback from some people? I got a DM from Kiki. Shout out to Kiki. She's always listening. I always see her down there. Um, she said that she can't access my highlights tab, uh, nor Millie's, but can for Jen. It might just need to be an update um, to the app. But can you guys see the highlights tab on my profile? Because that's where everything, I keep everything. It's gone now, man, for me too. And I just updated. Yeah, it's gone for me too. Okay, I just checked in there. They're gone. 
Oh, you know what? I bet it has something to do with I, sh I changed my picture. So it like pauses your premium feature if you change your picture. So it's probably included with premium. So when my badge comes back, the highlights will probably come back. That's probably what Do I is. have a highlight feature? Uh, no, Millie, uh, she doesn't have it either. Well, I haven't changed my photo in forever. Whoa, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, but they kind of went away at the same time. It was there. Maybe we're under some kind of attack. Because I know on this post, like anytime I post something like this that's like really controversial, I always get hit with like those show more replies and there'll be like a whole page of show more replies and then like show replies in the blue. It seems like it's some kind of like algorithm or attack on your profile. And then I think the algos at the new X pick it up because then they go away and then it starts to move again. But typically when I post stuff like this, this is why I never have anything go viral. It's not because my, my content's stupid. I'm saying like when Matt Gates and Dan Bongino and Tom Fitton and all these other large platforms retweet my stuff and you're telling me it doesn't go like that's silly. Like that, that doesn't make sense. Well, do you so, think that perhaps there might be some purple haired remnants at X that um, might be doing a little of their own damage control on the, oh, there's the back door? I am certain of that. That's my point. Like, that's my point. It's like, I, because I watch it. I paid very close attention to the analytics. Like, I watch it. I'm like, okay, Dan Bongino just retweeted that. That's going to go nuclear. And I'll watch it. Or I'll be like, okay, Seb Gorka just retweeted that. That's going to go nuclear. Or, like, some of these large accounts, they'll, they'll repost my stuff. I'm like, okay, that thing's about to take off. The only one that took off after all these people had reposted it. And if you look, it's their, every time they repost it, it's their lowest performing content that they put out. Dan Bongino could go out and say, you know, uh, the enemy is already here, like he does every day, and it'll go completely nuclear. He reposts something of mine that he liked, and it just, it's, it, it just like it stops. It's like there's something on my account. It, it just, it will not go. This happened at the same time when all my threads got gutted, when I outed Michael Teeter as Ray Epps' attorney on the Fox News lawsuit, when they gutted all my threads. I got banned for 12 hours at that point as well. Um, and, and basically there was like, okay, so look at my Matt Gates thread, right? You're talking about like 10,000 likes and reposts and what a half a million people saw it or what? I can see posts where they get a thousand retweets and 5 million people see it. Like there's something on my account, like th there's still access somewhere in the ghost code that is preventing any of this stuff from getting out. Yeah, and I think it might even just be even targeting the topic, right? Because you're right. you're when when you're doing this thread, you're saying sunrise movement, yada yada, and perhaps there's remnant because they literally removed what almost a half a million tweets pertaining to the sunrise zoom calls. So perhaps there's something in the algorithm that, that's still there that's trying to suppress this topic, and maybe it's not. I mean, obviously, like there could be on us personally, but like. It could even just be the topic. Well, Twitter's open source now. So um, if anybody wants to DM me, look through the open to the code, uh, I would love to kind of just dig this up. I do feel there's something. Uh, when we've had several uh, names, the spaces to combine and collab, uh, the spaces crashed. I mean, my space crashed earlier today. We weren't even like, what, like 20 people in this space. So th this is insane.
I'm a code are, guy. Are we still relevant I'm, people, or did they, did they pull that? Is that still going on? I'm a code guy, and I sit on some of those. I sit on some of those spaces about the the Twitter algorithm and the open source codes. So I'm kind of a code guy, and I, I I did discover one thing that bookmarking. If you guys bookmark, like when trash posts something that's really important, if you bookmark that post, it changes the algorithm and ups the chance of that being uh, put out more. Oh, in the list? There's a lot of going on. Yeah, like when you post something that's really important, if you see it and you need to go back to it, bookmark it as as something you need to go back and reference, and the algorithm reads that as something that's important. Yeah, I noticed something with uh, a list. Uh, somebody sent me like, hey, you need to be, you need to remove yourself from this list. Uh, did you guys find out anything about uh, any anybody's name being added to the list and then your account changing or, or acting weird or I being just, different? I just got a DM from Katie Scarlett, who I shouted out earlier. She said, I bookmarked your Sunrise Spaces and now they're gone from my folder. So there is still code for certain topics in in the algorithm that are suppressing heavily this stuff um so I, I would like to remind people it's not elon doing it like i'm i'm really tired of seeing that like that's stupid that that, that doesn't make sense if you guys remember early on when elon took over and he had that famous picture let that sink in when he actually physically brought the sink into twitter hq which was absolutely hilarious Dave Rubin went out to San Francisco and Dave Rubin did an interview with Elon. He got to take a look at the code. He got to take a look at the operations and they had a space. I, I know that because I was co-hosting that space. And David, David and Elon were talking on the space and they said that um, uh, Elon, basically Elon said that, that there's only one of two ways to fix this. I either burn it all down and start it all anew or you repair what you can within the current system and then try to build a framework that you can shift it to and basically fix all the algorithm because there's so many ghost algorithm suppression techniques that are built into the code. There's these labels that they seem to can't get rid of. That's why they came out recently and said, if you are late, if your account is labeled, you'll get a notification and you'll get a, a, a notification of this. The problem is, is that they're talking about their current labels Right. Because this is the whole freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach thing, which is it, the rules are good. I'm, I'm good with the rules on that. I, I looked over them. It's fine. But there's so much like ghost code built in the algorithm that there's not much that they can do about it yet. And we are getting hit hard. Like I said, I just got a notification that all my bookmark spaces that people had bookmarked are gone. So this is <laughs> number one. Congratulations, Millie, Jen, Dustin, everybody. We're over target. I love it. I'm here for it. I'm absolutely loving it. Stay tuned, guys. But number two, can we can we please have like a sober conversation about what's going on at Twitter and stop shouting at Linda Yaccarino and Elon Musk? Listen, I'm not here simping for them. You guys do know that I do have some internal conversations with people like that. Uh, I was one of the very few, including Ashley St. Clair, that came out and said, uh, no, we need to give Linda a chance. And it turns out we were right. Um, so all I'm saying is, is that uh, a lot of this is built in. They had entire teams of staff building in this ghost code for suppression that no one knew about. And they're going to have they're just going to have to try to fix it over time. So, guys, I'll try to retweet some some stuff so, you know, and I'll go from there.
Well, I, at least we can let them know to uh, that they can use Sunrise Zoom calls as kind of a a, a way of testing their system, right? <laughs> to see if it's working or not, if the if the the ghost co- the coast code is there or not. Um, but yeah, let's um, let's kind of get back into the document because I think there's still a lot more that we could get into. I don't know if you're down for that right now, Aaron. I'm apparently being doxxed by Charles Johnson right now. Oh my gosh. Wait, but you already put your picture out. So what's there to dox? Yeah, you put out my full name though. But yeah, but that's only because uh, when I <laughs> remember when we were in that one space and I clicked on a certain thing, it was already public. You put it public. So what, what does he, what's he going to put out that you already haven't put out? I have no idea, but I really don't know why he's doing it. These people are such petty losers. I'm sorry. Well, notice the timing, though. Like, right as we're doing this space, covering this information, the attack is on, right? So just take note of that. And and we know, like, even looking at the disarm framework of how much these people attack people. And so I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they're, they're weaponizing their systems after us right now because we're covering this bombshell information. So let's not let this... I know it's hard to not get distracted, especially when, you know, you're being doxxed. But I, I really think we should try to keep going forward and covering this information. Yeah, I wouldn't give that uh, ugly fire crotch headed loser any time of the day. I mean, he's so desperate for attention that he doesn't even know where to grab it from. So I agree with Millie. Let's just uh, stay focused and uh, keep, uh, you know, digging this document. I mean, you obviously hit some nerves. You know, this is a reminder that the left is treating this very much like a war. They're they're not uh, attacking with guns and tanks and planes. But they are treating it with all the severity and tactical levels of tactics that are warlike. And and what a country to live in where when we protest their tactics, we get in trouble, we get censored, we get arrested, we get prosecuted for protesting and calling out these illegal warlike actions. And I, I really, you know, this is this is the big time people. If you if you don't have the balls. It, this we need to save our country, and this is the level of what we're dealing with. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I guess the rest of the document, it just has like a, a couple other um, pictures showing on the whiteboard. Um, it says, go round who's in the group, brainstorm ideas for future actions, intentions for moving forward support questions so that's kind of giving you an idea of that and then they have a table um so below is a table version of the agenda above it's what i find useful as a facilitator take it or leave it adjust it as needed so it kind of just gives you like a a table for setting out the whole structure of the meeting um you know minute by minute like you know 15 minute block welcome logistics intro facilitator uh, scribed agenda, announcement sheet on wall objectives. So they have a lot of different like scribed agreements and everything's really kind of pre-cut. If you look at the way this group organizes, everything's super well-planned and pre-cut out. Um, another page has like a printout 
which it looks like they, they provide this so you can print it out and pass it around to the government employees who are attending the, the workshop. And it says, one hope or concern that brought me here today. So it's for people to fill out or even just answer the question. And then it's also the next one says, in the next week, I intend to. So what do you intend to do? I guess that would be their intentions of what they want to try to accomplish and, and do for this movement inside using their government position. Um, and then the others just placards, right? And the placards read as IT slash communications. And, and remember, the placards are what they use to group people at tables together. Um, so science, health, research, legal, reorg slash cuts, compliance, foreign policy, state USAID, justice, NIH, NSF, NOAA, FDA, EPA, HHS, labor, etc., USDA, commerce, interior, etc., treasury, Fed, G. A-O-L-O-C-N-E-A. And that's it. That's, that's the placards. Wow, it looks like you guys hit some pretty big um, nerves with this information, Millie. So I would still advise just let's, uh, let's keep digging. Do you want to send me anything that you want me to just come to research and send you guys? Uh, just to recap, guys, uh, can you please retweet the space? Uh, there's been several, several hours now that um, a lot of information has gone out. Uh, it's information that is obviously triggering uh, some kind of algorithm, some kind of, you know, um, attacks. Uh, sorry that everybody's just kind of gone quite a little bit. There's a lot of stuff going on in the back channels. Uh, so please, you know, for the meantime, just retweet the space, follow everyone up here, the host. Uh, definitely follow Millie and Trash, Dustin, uh, Jen, uh, Jim's up here as well. Uh, so please uh, just retweet the space and use the purple uh, bubble feature to just, you know, post whatever you uh, have some information on so that we can just kind of grab it and just work on things. And again, I really do want to advise everybody to read the rules for radicals because this is, again, a playbook that, you know, is being used against the American people. So uh, I guess just let's stay focused. So back to you, Millie. I'm not sure if you can have mic yet. Hey, Jim, I'm not sure if you had a chance to look at the document that uh, Trash shared out on that we just kind of went over, but I'd love to get your feedback on uh on that document and like what's in it because it's really shocking i'm uh, working on that right now thanks jim appreciate you thanks for being here so what do you think jp about the strategic targeting that we're under at the moment <laughs> it's, it's so like, hold on carolina carolina hold yeah. on jp's trying to talk go ahead jp oh i can't hear him let me drop that. no worries <clears throat> you know, another troubling thing that we learned last night, I hope I'm not jumping ahead, but it just was so amazing to me, was that they provide like an online library of training materials to people. 
and one of the documents was uh, what they called, you know, kind of a how-to manual for what they called eco monkey wrenching. And when we were going through it, we realized that it was basically the uh, the anarchist handbook, just kind of rebranded and re, you know, titled to be a justified form of climate protesting, how to do all kinds of crazy stuff, build things, destroy things, how to pro- go do protests of, with a team of people, infiltrate groups, use, ha- use hand signals. <clears throat> a lot of stuff that we saw on J6, a lot of that kind of, you know, um, change your clothes, uh, use hand signals, flag signals, you know, we identified that there were people throughout the crowd that had similar kind of markings. Jennifer, you you identified there were certain photographers with cameras that had unique markings on them. And then I, I remembered, wasn't there a leader, a leftist leader, who had made his way up to the top of a TV stand, one of those TV, um, you know, scaffoldings? And I was immediately thinking that... Um, you know, that was probably a spot for, for visual signals. But I mean, they were that the materials they were giving that some of them included like how to destroy machinery, make it inoperable. Like the, this is not just federal employees talking about how they can be slow play their job and make the wheels of government turn slower. This was how to do that. Plus how to be an anarchist type activist on the streets and it was like mind-blowing to me yeah and jp and i would encourage everyone to do this so a lot of the j6 like raw footage is out there and i know i think it's stop hate um or someone affiliated or something they've they've created a like repper or not repertoire like a repository of all the j6 videos and when you go back through the videos and you look at the people on the scaffolding Um, And then up near the front where they were battling police and then uh, around the Columbus doors and then on the back side of the Capitol uh, facing the Supreme Court, there's people there, too. And if you look at the footage with the lens of you're looking for agitators in the crowd um, and especially the guys up on the scaffolding, because what you'll see and you can do it with different videos or if you go back slow and just follow like one person throughout the whole video, instead of trying to look at all the noise going on around that, you'll see them like from where they were on the scaffolding down into the crowd where they were fighting police or up on the scaffolding on the other side, you'll see them communicating, right? You know, when you're communicating with someone far away, you have it on an earpiece, which they clearly had. Right. But you also like look at the person and you can kind of like motion to them and and you can see that they're having conversation like the guys on the scaffolding are talking to the guys down in the crowd. And you're like, well, wait a second. Like, how did that happen? Like those guys just decided to show up and and do that. Like it's crazy. But when you look at the lens of looking for agitators and looking for hand signals, looking for flags being used in certain ways, looking for different colors they're wearing. Right. Like that starts to paint a completely different picture of what happened. Well, you're, you're right about that. And I, 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 A, trash. Uh, I know you're dealing with shit. Just now, 
You attack one of ours, I will come fucking full bore to cut you for real. So just be aware. Who is attacking him right now? Charles Johnson. So I anyway, what 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 I want to get to, um, what we're talking about here, and the reason that you're seeing an increase in disruptive and disinformation and defamatory like action being waged against us, right, is directly because what this exposes is a shadow government that was operating inside the regular government to undermine a legitimate presidency. And we have so much evidence of it, it's crazy. And the, the, the thing about it is, they openly brag about it. Remember the New York Times anonymous whistleblower from inside the government who was openly bragging about, well, you know, we, there's a group of us inside the government that is not implementing what Donald Trump is telling us. We're not answering to it. We are slowing down the bad orange man in every way possible. So I infiltrated. So I, 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 I I, 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 at one point in the lead up to 2016, I infiltrated Antifa. Um, and what, what's crazy about these documents is that the meeting agenda is almost verbatim from the snowballs to the way they go around the table and introduce themselves, right, to the, the, the crazy freaking was it flower fingers or whatever the sparkle fingers whatever the fuck we're calling it right what 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 whatever it is the meeting agenda was very similar and I'll never forget Jen it's one of my favorite stories that Jen tells but uh, my cover got blown because I didn't give my pronouns when I was introducing myself one time and the like bulldike lesbian chick who was running the meeting like this white male who is this guy like sort literally like wigging out because I hadn't said my pronouns because, right, I was, I was probably a little nervous, like, surrounded by like a bunch of fucking crazy people who were trying to take hostages at the Republican presidential gala uh, in 2016 in New York. And there's a bunch of articles that came out about this. Um, but the the flagging, the signaling, but what this what, what this is showing is that they're bringing government officials into these quote-unquote, trainings, and they're demanding that they give their loyalty and time and energy to something other than what their real job is. Right? What, 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 the, what is your intention? What, are you, what did you take away from this? What is the worst, like, under the worst-case scenario, how will they act? Now, I, I heard you guys discussing that a little bit, right? And Right. One worst case scenario. Uh, right. And I, I think this is the logical brain. So I don't know that it applies to the left. Right. The logical brain would be, oh, well, that's if they get busted and they're they're in the process of getting caught. I think it means what to, to them, the worst case scenario is that Donald Trump remains in power, like especially around the time of these meetings to them. That was a, a, a fate almost worse than death to them. Like, oh, they, 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 these people are so emotionally manipulatable, right, that, that they bought into all of the incessant media fear porn 
and crap talking around Donald Trump, right? Seemingly endlessly. So it, it's uh, what what this is is the definition of sedition. These people, right? Let 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 let's not mince our words. The 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 people who've been doing this, the people who are organizing this, and the government officials who participated are traitors. They are traitors to the country. And they 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 frankly uh, a lot of the the problems that we are dealing with and going through are a result of the fact that they allowed themselves to be emotionally manipulated and put their own individual thoughts and egos ahead of public service. And I I I I want it's critical that we continue to go through this in detail, which is right that I, I the, the the censorship stuff that's coming. What's interesting, you're not going to be able to stop it now. So it's cute that you're trying. Uh, I think well, just texted. The best time to track the disarm framework and all of their tactics to attack us, which we've been studying for months now. You dumb fucks, we've had access to like all your databases on how you try to do this stuff and disrupt when people are doing things that you don't like. We have it all, and we've been inside your group meetings for years, and we will stop at nothing until you spend the rest of your rotten fucking lives in prison cells after uh, just trial, because we're not like you. We, we, we actually have morals and decency, things that you completely and totally lack. And as a result, you're no longer fit to remain in society. Bastards. Yeah, it's this is clearly, I think them trying to dox trash and, you know, target him in this way is clearly because we're on the target and we are exposing these groups and how they operate. So, of course we're going to be retaliated against. And of course they're going to try to figure out any way they can try to disrupt what we're doing. But I think the key here is, you know, there's just so much of this information and they're not going to be able to stop all this information that's coming out. They're not going to be able to stop it. And no, so, not, well, but it's still frustrating, right? Like, like put yourself in, in trash's shoes. No, I can imagine it's incredibly infuriating and frustrating, but this is oh, oh I, I know you the know reason they're way. doing it is because of this information. Like, oh, notice the timing here. Yeah, you no, know? Of, of course. Like, in fact, I remember, right? I, 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 I distinctly remember um, we were doing uh, one of the Twitter files drops, and I, I believe we had Taibi in the space that day. Uh, I can't remember for sure, but I, I'm pretty sure we had Taibi that day. And I remember, Billy, you started talking about the Sunrise Zoom calls. And it was really the first time that, like, the space just absolutely, like, wigged on us, right? And everybody's bikes started being open and, like, everything started freaking out. And I remember we did a space that night. This was a good two or three months into, like, when we were really, um, we were doing the regular spaces and the deep dives and the night spaces. I remember that night we did a space. and. Uh, we had like seven people in the room like that, that because we'd put sunrise zoom calls in the title of the space 
it was so overwhelmingly censored. But remember this. All of this work that like Trash has done all year, uh, right? He it, it it's not because he's getting paid for it, right? It's not because it's it's the fastest way to get attention. The dude is a fucking legendary memer, like for real. Like legendary memer. Right? The the the, the dude could post memes and have way more followers. He does this because the truth effing matters, and we're tired of seeing people being abused by these these systems. We're 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 tired of watching the the purposeful two tiers of justice, where if you're on their team, you can get away with just about anything, and if you're on our team, they'll just make shit up whole cloth in order to slow starve you, bury you, and do all kinds of other stuff. So, it, for, for for me, I'm uh, I'm here for all of it. Like we we obviously won't stop based on like these disruption tactics. And we have a bunch of people watching and tracking exactly who's saying what, where, what bot networks are de- being deployed because it's going to be part of our lawsuits. So I'm I, I'm gonna make one last appeal to Jim in the van, right? You son of a bitch. Uh, right, the the Fed agents who've been assigned to listen to us for all these years, and to anybody else who's in here for any kind of subversive subversive reasons, find your fucking humanity, and go fucking live a life outside of being a tyrant. Because just I was just following orders isn't going to fucking cut it when we come for you. And I'm really upset. So, um, I I I, I hate. That like this attack has, I, I I hate that I've allowed it to get me bothered, but it sucks. And if only we lived in a world where you could punch people in the face without so much repercussions, I'd do a night in jail, but not much more. I don't I don't need to say much publicly. I mean, like, listen, I'm a, I'm a normal dude with a l- really low bank account. I don't work for anybody. I'm not part of any kind of institution. I'm trying to build. I want to build a media company to actually get paid for the work that I do. I have a normal job. I've already been warned when I was doxxed during the Michael Teeter exposure. I was warned if it comes up again, I'm going to get fired because that company is a startup company. It doesn't need this smoke. This is why I stayed anonymous. It, it's nothing to do with me. Like You can put my picture and my name out there. That's fine. But like. If it makes it to my employer, like I'm going to get fucking fired. And what am I going to do at 42? What? Go, go to another company. Like I have no, fuck you guys, man. You know what? Fuck that. I'm not stopping, but but fuck you guys. That's trash. I know and love. Let's fucking go. Um, You know what? And we'll just keep building and our day will come. Our day will come and the shoe will be on the other foot and you'll beg for forgiveness. And when you get no empathy, you'll know exactly why. Just know this is the price that we pay as journalists trying to get this information out to you guys. Our lives get wrecked. I'm just going to say like Jen knows, Dustin knows. I certainly know, right? Trash knows now. But they, they come for you. They come for you. It is not a joke. They have entire teams of people that set out to try to destroy you. I mean, they wrote entire New York Times articles about, you know, trying to destroy me financially. Okay? Like, it's not a joke. They actually come for you. And these people 
we've seen in their documents how skilled and organized these groups are and how they operate. And so this is why we're exposing them, though. This is why we're exposing them. This is why these people have to be stopped, because what they're doing is is so un-American. It is so wrong. And they're committing crimes. They need to be held accountable for it. So we're just going to keep going because that's all you can do in this situation. But know that, you know, many of you guys in this space, you're, um, you have, um, anonymized images, anonymized names, and you are afforded that luxury. But even so, if you start to rock the boat, they'll come for you. And, um, and so no, just, I, I guess I would say, appreciate the risk that Aaron has taken even just doing this work and he's so good at it and he should continue doing it not nothing should deter him from doing this work um but know that like they come for us so that's why we need you guys more than ever and i know the people do rally around us you know i know when i was arrested and they came for me so many people rallied around me they they did legal defense funds they they showed up and protested and i forever will appreciate that with all my heart but that's what makes the difference is when we have you guys helping us, you guys having our backs, that is what, you know, helps us to continue to do this work because it's hard work. It's mentally exhausting. It's emotionally exhausting. It's time consuming and it's very risky. And these guys come for your, you know, they come for your livelihoods. Let's just say that. So, but we're not going to stop. We're only going to continue. This information is going to get to where it needs to go. I'm sure Aaron is only more motivated than ever to continue to get this information to where it needs to go. And the people out there who think they can just dox people, well, as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, you can't, according to X's own rules and guidelines, you can't dox people. So I don't understand how this person, this individual is able to continue doing this over and over towards different people if, according to X's guidelines, you can't dox people. Yet we've seen other people get banned for, for lesser things. So I, I just, I don't understand that part either. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to shut this one down. Uh, give us a chance to, like, convene offline and uh, put a strategy together. We'll probably fire something up here in a little bit. Thank you guys all for being here. Uh, don't worry. None of us have the ability to quit. I think it's some kind of disconnection about our own personal safety and security when it comes to doing this stuff. My family did sign the Declaration of Independence. The the blood of anti-tyrannism, tyranny, tyrannism, just making up words now. The fuck? Anyway, this is what happens. Anyway, so I am going to shut it down. Uh, Carolina, you can go real quick, and then Jack, and I'm going to shut it down. We'll fire something up in a little bit. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, highlight the fact that this attack happened during this particular space that had a lot more to come. I mean, there's still, you guys, I think, barely scratched the surface. So uh, look at the timing. Look at how convenient it was to uh, just, you know, bring down the energy and bring down, you know, we were on a roll. I mean, I was listening uh, to every single thing, taking notes, and now, you know, uh, they're, I feel like they, they think they're succeeding by just getting everything to shut down. So I, I agree with you, Dustin. It's about reconvening and uh, regrouping 
grouping and uh, I don't know, I don't even have the words to tell you trash what, you know, about what you're going through right now, because for me, it was easy. I don't, I didn't have a job. I had a little bit of savings and I'm still like rolling on my credit card. So uh, I don't have a job to lose, but this is exactly what they want. They want to stop people that are effective and that are doing something here on Twitter. Uh, for those that don't know trash, you know, uh, didn't even didn't even know me and and i just gave him a bunch of receipts and i said look this is this is what i need help with and he didn't have to help me he took a lot of heat same thing with dustin i mean dustin had no idea anything about this stuff that i had receipts for and they said oh well here's the receipts let's do it here's dr kirk here's dr thorpe like we had a ton of receipts with the whole COVID sham and uh these guys are putting their names on the line i definitely need your support i mean I'm not, I don't even know what to do right now, Trash. I think we're probably going to have to strategize something to get you a show or something, but we're going to definitely need plan B because uh, these guys, you know, are cruel and don't care about anything other than trying to get you to stop. So we can't have anybody right now get in the way of, of them, you know, stopping you. No, the other way. I don't know. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm really pissed off right now. And I apologize yeah, to all go, redhead, go. the redheaded people that I insulted earlier. Uh, I absolutely love redheads, but this particular asshole, I'm sick and tired of his ass. And uh, a part of my French, uh, but he also did that to me. He dogs me and, and talked about my arrest uh, when I refused to comply with the masking. So I figure, you know, uh, you know, this this troll is going to come after anybody else that's uh, telling the truth. That's what, that's what he's doing. Just basically grabbing people that are successful in the Twitter spaces. And if he can't ride on their success, he's he just goes in a vendetta and, is, and I'm sick of it, very sick of it. And he, you know, got a hold of, of very important people that we absolutely love. And is now manipulatively, you know, uh, getting those people to to do some some really stupid things like this. So so so. But by, by the way, in the back channels, uh, not only are they coming in to pull this bullshit, they're also actively scrubbing all the indivisible websites and stuff. Like we weren't smart enough to fucking keep copies of it, you dumb sons of bitches. There you go. It's cute when you, it's cute when you try, but uh, you want to talk about being over the target disruption tactics at full effect. And actively trying to scrub, like, your digital footprint. Nice. All right, go ahead, Jack, and I'm showing it down. All right, yeah, thanks. Yeah, first up, that guy, Charles Johnson, total asshole. And, uh, Millie, actually, there's actually something I kind of want to show you. So do you think after the space you could send me a DM and I could um, show you this thing I've been working on? It's been I've been working on it with, um, with Aaron and Dustin, and I want to show you as well. All right, sounds good. We'll make that connection. Thank you guys for being here. We'll be at it again later. Uh, don't forget the reliability of a gently used 2001 Honda Civic. Let's go. This This is crazy. There's other stuff going on in the back channel too right now that I can't even believe, but I don't know if... Uh... Trash wants to talk about it, but he's actually receiving threats. Should we get on like wow. a meeting call or do something? Because I have a ton of receipts uh, to take care of.